Coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio in Woodstock, Georgia, this is Fearless Formula with Sharon Klein. Welcome to Fearless Formula on Business Radio X, where we talk about the ups and downs in the business world and offer words of wisdom for business success. I'm your host, Sharon Klein, and today on the show, we have one of the owners of C'est La Vie Restaurant in Canton, Georgia. It's a gourmet French restaurant with a really nice romantic atmosphere. I was just in there. It's beautiful. Please welcome Vincent Fernandez. Hello. Hello. <laughs> What's so cool is you have the nicest... French accent. This <laughs> is so fun for me. <laughs> Thank you for coming in. I know your wife, Leticia, was hoping that she could come today, but she had a lunch rush, which is the lunch rush. And uh, we also have the first Friday in Canton. So oh, wow. then we have to set up a tent over there. So Okay. Yeah. So I can see how it doesn't always work out, but that's how business ownership is, right? You just exactly. roll, roll with the punches. Okay. So I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things. One is that, first of all, your restaurant is just so beautiful in Canton. It's in this nice older looking house that's got such charm to it. But when you walk in, it really feels like you're visiting a completely different land. It does, Like the aesthetics that you chose and the colors on the walls and the wood tables. And it's just beautiful. Yeah, that's exactly um, what, what we what we when we visit the first time the house, you know, we see this historic and uh, beautiful house. Then we don't have in France, you know, that kind of architecture does, yes. doesn't really exist. Oh. So that's the image that we have um, from the U.S. So as soon as we visit this house, we walk in, we feel the history and uh, we really fall, f- fall in love and we uh, straight project on a pro- project, the restaurant in it. Wow. And after that, it was just uh, a lot of work to make it happen. Oh, I bet, I bet so. Well, let's talk a little bit about your history and how you got from France to Georgia. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I did a little research on, on both you and Leticia. And so I saw that Leticia has a master's degree in communication um, and marketing, exactly. and that you were involved in studying, is it racehorses? Yes, exactly. I was a jockey from uh, 14 years old to 18 years old. You were a jockey? Yeah. Wow. And the best in France in 2003 <gasps> from The Apprentice. Um, so um, after I met Leticia, I was 19 years old. So um, I stopped the horse race before because, you know, there's a moment when you are young, you take some decision and you say, okay, I'm done with that. A lot of work, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, when you are young, you not always take the good decision. But sometimes, <laughs> it's dangerous, right? It's yes, dangerous. It's, it's dangerous. And also it's a lot of work. You know, you have no day off uh, from 14 to 18 years old. You know, is the moment that you're supposed to enjoy. So 18 years old, I say, okay, now... What I'm gonna do? So <laughs> then you met Leticia, and I met Leticia, and uh, I, I, did, I decided to. I was kind of entrepreneur already when I was young. You know, very young. I start to to you know exchange products and product. Yeah. So um, I, I dis, we decided to together to because she has a job at one hour and a half from from where I lived when we meet and. Um, I tell her, why not your father have a pizza business? Uh, why not to take this advantage to uh, to learn about it and go by yourself and we will see what happened. And that's how it started. You got started making a pizza restaurant. Yes, yes. We had a 
pizza place for about 10 years uh, before to get very boring and <laughs> say, okay, we pay a lot of tax in France. Oh. Uh, we don't make some too much money for the... So we we decided, and we wanted to see something else also. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we look all the all the map, the world map, and uh, we say, okay, where are we gonna go? And um, so we tried different country, and the U.S. was, you know, it's a kind of a dream, you know, when yes. you are a kid, you see this flag, this beautiful flag, uh, you, you you know, it's all we have from Europe about the U.S. is, you know. That's that's what we wanted to do. Wanted to try, so to come in Georgia. Um, when we were in France, the U.S. is a big country and a lot of diversity. So we did a kind of poll with all the French people lived in U.S. Um, all the people we know, all the people we don't know, the people they live to work, the people live to just visit or something like that. And uh, the funny thing is, Georgia was number one. No way. Out of the people that have been to the U.S. and they're back in France, they said come to Georgia? Yeah, or even the people living in a um, different state. Oh. Uh, you know, the, the, it, it was almost 80% of the people t- told us. Wow, who would have known? Yeah. That's, and you were in Avignon, is that yes, correct? Yes, yeah. exactly. And that's a coastal town, is that right? Uh, no, it's oh. about uh, four, 45 minutes fr- uh, north of the Mediterranean oh, on, okay. the, on the Rhone Valley. Because I was looking at some of your history about what you were ma- when you were making pizzas, and you were able to kind of use some of the Mediterranean kind of spin on on food, right? Yeah, yes, exactly. In you know, in the Mediterranean, all the coast, we all have the same influence. You know, it can be Spanish, Italian, uh, Greek, or North of Africa. You know, everything is kind of combined. You know. Of course, there's there's some famous uh, when the people talk about the prosciutto. Yes, it's it's Italian, but also we have the jambon cru. You go in Spain, you have the um, how we call that. You know, you have the same. It's exactly the same process, the same product. But of course, the prosciutto have a have a better name in in US. But everything is about the same all around the Mediterranean. You know, it's a lot of history. History. It's everything is based on the same. Um, everything was built on the same, uh, like recipes and things, yeah. right? And ingredients, and, yes, and seafood and different things that are all around there. Yeah. I, that makes sense. All right. So you decide to come to Washington, Georgia. That was your first spot. And did you know you were going to open your French restaurant? So, um, uh, so first uh, we didn't pick only Georgia because oh. we wanted to still visit everywhere, right? Uh, uh, of course, <laughs> I would. <laughs> but um, so we we just uh, visit the Colorado and the Georgia. Um, so Colorado was too cold. <laughs> so yeah. we spent three weeks in uh, in Atlanta, and after that we um, we travel for a week in uh, in uh, Denver. And as soon as we land in Denver, I had to run to <laughs> to rush to buy a jacket in the end of September. <laughs> so I said, "Okay, it's, it's maybe too cold." When mm-hmm. when my friend uh, to, um, probably a, a month later sent me a picture with uh, probably a, a inch of snow, I was like, "Ooh." If you want to ski, it's a great place, right? Exactly. And lots of wonderful things about Colorado, but definitely different. Temperature wise, so oh, yes. so you come here and it felt more like home to you, or felt comfortable to you. Um, I, I I think you know, what is great is we still have the season, 
Yes. You yes. Know, it's that we, we feel a little bit like in France because, you know, it's not like Florida when it's summer all year long. Um, it's uh, very green. The, I think the lifestyle is it, it's great. The, the cost of living is great, too. So it, it was what the, all the, the French people say about uh, the Georgia and is booming also. So that's exactly what we see since we are here. And that's why we, we, we love Georgia. Yay. <laughs> and about uh, Washington, so I have my friend from Colorado. When I tell him, you know, Colorado is too cold, he say, okay. He had a friend in California invest in Washington, and he brought me over there. Then, uh, you know, I was not ready for this first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's a culture shock, too. You know, it must seem so different. Oh, yes, yes. But, I mean, we are from uh, Avignon, is still a small town, and... And you know, we 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 ra um, I was ra I raised in um in a small town, so it's kind of feels the same. Yes, pre pretty similar. Everybody know everybody. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, in Washington, because of course it's it's only three thousand people. <laughs> oh. so. <laughs> <laughs> so you opened your first restaurant there. It, it was the same as it was at C'est La Vie. Uh, yes, it was yeah. C'est La Vie. So we started the first restaurant there. Um. It was for us a good opportunity to try a product without um, without a, a big uh, expense because the the city wanted us over there, so we say okay. But if, you know we don't have a big um, how to say a big amount of money to invest, and uh, you know we arrive. I had zero English. Uh, my wife had a little bit. So on the on a letter of 10, uh, I had zero and she has probably two or three. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So you didn't speak any English when you came over here? No, no, no. Oh my gosh. You speak so well now. It's only been like three years or four years. I don't know, something yeah, like that. Four years. And uh, you know, Washington was great because they have a so deep Southern accent. <laughs> then I think I learned on the... On, on, on a kind of rough, you know? <laughs> well, sometimes you can't understand Southern accents, uh, uh, even when you speak English. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. what? So do you think you learned? Well, you don't sound like you have a Southern accent right now. You sound... Oh, no, no. I, I may don't... I mean, it, it doesn't mean I have the accent, oh. but I understand. Oh, you understand I, it because it's so difficult. Oh, I got you. So it's so difficult to even learn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't think about that. That's funny. But listen, did you learn? How did you learn? Was it just being here and interacting with people? Uh, yes, I learned. Uh, I think uh, we uh, we both learned by the hard way. <laughs> the you know, hard the, way. The people tell us, oh, I will charge you uh, $1,000 to make you a drywall wall from uh, probably... Um, uh, uh, three feet, something like that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> sure, sure." <laughs> Without you understand, because I understand he wanted to charge me only uh, forty dollar. You know, <laughs> you can say there's a lost in translation of <laughs> whatever it is. Oh, that's funny. So yeah, it was. Um, so we we learned pretty quickly, and we also had to learn about um, how to run a business, uh, all the you know all the paperwork and all this thing. Pretty different than in France. Uh, so easier, so easy than, I mean, so easy to to go open a business, run a business, then you feel like you miss something all the time. Right, you worry. Yeah, you worry because you say, oh, I miss something, I miss something. And right. and of course, we miss many things. You know, the first, uh, when we open after three months in France, you know, you have to pay your, your sales tax 
every three months. And uh, for me, I didn't even think about it. So after three months, we receive a, um, um, a letter from the IRS and say, hey, you should have to pay. To pay. You're late. But the CPA, you know, didn't even think about I mean, she may tell, told us, but we didn't understand. So we were just... Oh, my uh, goodness late on few things but we learned and everything was okay it was not a big consequence on it then yeah we just went through and now now it's okay we know everything <laughs> about everything <laughs> <laughs> well you you learn the hard way like you said but that there's a lot of fear that comes into play when you are coming to a country you don't have the language down you don't speak english you don't understand all the laws i don't understand all the laws either until you have to Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, how did you? What made you so brave? Uh, the craziness, maybe. <laughs> You're a crazy, brave person. <laughs> uh, brave, I don't know, but crazy, yes. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think you, when you, when you want to do something, if you want this thing happen, you need to make it happen. You know, mm -hmm. it will not happen by itself. So, we wanted to move. I will. Uh, You know, Leticia and I, we have different uh, uh, tem temperament. Yeah, temperament, yeah. yeah. So she's a lot more, um, she feels to need safe. Uh, she, she, she She's not a, a risk, risk, risk taker. taker. Mm -hmm. And, um, but she, she, she really enjoyed um, all happened since, since we started, but it was very different she was very scared i was very excited yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah i i, I work uh, i mean we work both together very hard to go through first this language problem uh this all all the um, administrative thing uh living the family living you know before that we my parents live at uh what if, if, um Half miles from my home. Oh wow! Uh, Leticia was probably 10, 15 miles from home, so we were very connected, and we decided to leave. So from one day to another, we had the kid twenty-four hour a day, seven seven days a week. Uh, no way to 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 have a free time, or and in the same time running the business, so a lot of energy. But you know. Uh, as as we say, no pain, no gain. So. <laughs> oh, that's a good yeah. phrase, a good we, we English to... phrase to say. Oh. Okay, so how did you come up with your um, items that you're having on your menu, all the, the different recipes and your ideas of how you wanted to have your restaurant? So um, what what we wanted to, when, when we opened this restaurant, it was uh, uh, having something like correspond to us. Yes. And we really, we really wanted to have our image in a restaurant. The people like when we receive them, we receive we receive them at home. You know, like they can sit with us, and we can. Uh, so at the beginning, we find out it was a very different culture because in US, the people uh, sometimes they eat like uh, like they go to fill the gas at the gas station. Then in France, you know, when you go to the restaurant, it's to spend hour and hour and hour just talking, debating or something like that. So at the beginning, we had to adjust. But little bit by little bit, you know, the, the customer came. And after that, they know why they came. We had to uh, explain the, 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 way, the way then we are, the way then we see the, the restaurant. 
and I think the people really enjoy it now. So, so they come and they stay. They talk to you. Yes, they don't oh, just yeah, come yeah. in, eat, and leave. Oh yeah, no, not anymore. The first restaurant was a little bit like that. So we were kind of, uh, you know, the people was like, oh, he's not quick enough. He's not quick enough. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> and now they say, oh, already here. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's funny. <laughs> well, I had gone to your restaurant the other day, and um, just to because I wanted to be able to talk about it when you're coming on the show, and. I got, um, I had soup, but they brought a bag or half a, ba a baguette, uh, half a baguette. Yes. It seemed huge, but it was half. And I didn't know that the baguettes that you have are very special. They're yeah. not made here. They're made in France, right? Yes, exactly. They, we we bake them. Uh, they're like half baked uh, over yeah, there yeah, and yeah, they yeah. finish here. Yes, because the, the problem is about the flour and, the, you know, the raising and all this thing. You know, there's different wheat, different. Uh, right. The wheat is different. Everything. Yes. Okay. And uh, we can, we can, we don't have a time to do the, you know, in France, the, the guy, then they make the bread, you know, they wake up at midnight, <laughs> uh, you know, raise it and cook that at 6 a.m. You know, it's take an hour and hour. It's a real job by itself. So. Just to make baguettes? Yes. Holy cow. <laughs> I had no idea. I don't think I've appreciated the baguettes that I've... Well, having them at your place, I could tell it was different. Plus, I mean, the gentleman who was explaining to me about baguettes, he was saying that they need to be proofed and baked where they were made. Like, you don't mess with it. So it's a very serious... It's, it's definitely a level of seriousness with food. Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, the bread is something very important. Yeah. You know, bread, wine. Uh, I have my uh, di wine distributor come to me and come with some wine. They don't understand. There's some details, then I'm very picky about it because, uh, of course, it's like the bread, the wine, the cheese. Uh, it's a product and we cannot, you know, when you are French, you know, you, you cannot... Can't cut corners. Yes, exactly. I was looking at I was looking at your menu, and I see you have some different kinds of things on your menu than than what's typical. Like you have octopus on your menu, right? Yes. Where do you get this octopus from? From Spain. Oh, really? Yeah, it's from Spain, exactly. Does it come in like every day? How does um, it work? No, it, it, the, the octopus come frozen because anyway, when, uh, you know, when I was in France, I do spur fishing. So I collect a lot of octopus. Oh. But uh, to cook it perfectly, you need to freeze it before it breaks the fiber. Oh, the, I got you. Uh, and after that, you have to cook it like uh, for a certain time and uh, slowly and uh, to make it very, very tender. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite thing that you serve on your menu? You know, um, I love too much food, so that's why I do this job. <laughs> all, all we have on the menu is, um, all, all we do is what we like. So that's why I don't make the dessert. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You don't like the dessert? No. <laughs> I like a savory food. I like to... I, I like the butter. I like all this thing, you know. But you cannot put me uh, to make dessert because first I don't like it. I don't feel uh, a pleasure on it. So Leticia, if she was there, she will tell you she's very um, uh, like organized. Uh, a gram is a gram. Then for me, a gram, you know. <laughs> right. So there's baking and then there's cooking, right? Yes. Baking, you have to be so specific. But cooking, you can just add. Oh, yeah. You have an idea. Oh, it's okay. Five <laughs> minutes later, you, you, you can arrive at the idea um, with any, I mean, you have no uh, specific technique. You can create a technique, you know. It's just you go this way and you say, oh, I, I create a recipe. <laughs> I didn't know this thing exists, but you, you, you made it. 
you don't know how, and you try to redo it the day after, but it doesn't work. So, but the most important is to work once. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's interesting. It's like you may love something, but then you don't remember. You don't remember how you yeah, made. <laughs> you know, that's why I never that's write. I, I I almost never write my recipe. Oh wow! And sometimes I take a whole menu that we have in the first restaurant, and uh, I find out and I read and I say, oh. Okay, oh, that's interesting. I may do it again, but every time that I redo, it's never the same. As I never write the recipe, you know, it's uh, almost impossible. And every every day, you are you you learn about tests. You learn about you know the the the, the food is unlimited. You know, you walk in another restaurant, you walk in another market, you find the spices, you find the test, and your test will change and uh, evolve with you every day. So um, sometimes I do some plate than I did when in my first restaurant, and I feel like, okay, it's a totally different deal because I changed the paper because now I have my test like this, or and and it works. So, well, you're creative then. You're it, creative. I mean. I try. <laughs> I try, but you know, it's not, I, I would say it's not about creativity, but it's about what you really love. And you know, as your tests change, one day you will want something like this. And I just go to it and I say, oh, and you know, with all this um, uh, show on the TV, on the internet, it gives you a lot of inspiration about plating, about uh, test also, it push you to, to to go uh, deeper on the on the you know on the details, yeah. And then it's it's great. I think the level of the cooking go a lot higher with the, all all the show. I agree with that, and it, people can see what's out there outside of what they grew up with, what they thought was normal. Which I love that you're in Canton, Georgia, because that's a very southern town. There, I don't know that I don't think there are any other French restaurants anywhere near where you are. Like I can't even think of one. No, I think there's a there's a one in um, um, I think it Buckhead. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's pretty far from Canton. Yeah. yeah. So, so how nice for you that you get to introduce a whole area to authentic French cooking. Like that's very satisfying. Yeah, I mean, we we just do what we love to do. So it's kind of for us. We don't see like. Uh, uh, introduced to the people. Like I tell you, we just take the people and bring them home and <laughs> sit them on the table and create a relation. Because you know why we pick Silavi for the name of the restaurant? It, it means, uh, for, for me, Silavi means, you know, to, to, live, to live, you need to feed yourself. So that's the first meaning of it. But the, so, the second meaning, meaning is you sit around the table with your friend, with your family, with your boyfriend, with... And you just have a good time, you know. You, you do, that's the moment. Then you sit, you 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 stop to think about all the parasites around, and you just enjoy the time, talk, drink a good wine with a good food, and and just that's enjoy that's life. life. Yeah, yeah, enjoy your life. I exactly. Like that. Okay, so what what would you say is the biggest mistake that you've made as you were opening your restaurant? Uh, <laughs> the amount of work. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you didn't think it would be this hard? No, the thing is, when we start, it was a small restaurant. So um, smaller the restaurant it is, more you need to work. 
interesting. That's interesting to think about. The smaller the restaurant, the more you have to work. Yes, because you know what you pay uh, a chef. I mean, pay a chef, pay uh, some uh, critical uh, position. Um, you need to make a. You need to make a, a, a sale. Yes, you're right. And uh, lower of the sale, you cannot pay a, a chef for fifty thousand a year uh, if you make only two hundred thousand. If I mean, you can, but you will not make any money, mm -hmm. and you will probably probably lose some. So that's a, that's a very good calculation that you need to have. And so now, when I start, it was a small restaurant, so. It was kind of hard. I, we we had to do everything. The only position then we had to pay was uh, then we were able to pay. It was a dishwasher and um, and the waiter. Um, for the rest, we did all the uh, we did everything. Wow! And after that, of course, we grow. We moved to Marble Hill. Marble um, Hill, right? So it was a lot, the, the problem then we had in Marble Hill was about the employment. Oh, okay. Yes, because there's not many young people. Uh, around there because uh, of course the young people now go closer to the city they make more money uh, it's easier and the young people stay you know they they don't care really about the restaurant you know true that's interesting where you put your restaurant you have to be able to draw from that group in order to employ yes have exactly. employees interesting and bicanu so it's a gated community So great because you have the customer, but the only problem was the employment. Wow. Because we were able to pay people. But the problem is it was nobody to pay. <laughs> And the only people then we had there, they had no talent. Oh. You know, they you know, they just do it to to make money, not to put their heart in it. And that's important because we have a product then we made with a heart. And if it's not sell by heart, you know. Of course, we we had uh, one of our employees. If you go to the restaurant, clock the uh, the, the, um, the server then served you last time. Yes. Um, then it's great because he understands. First, he loved it. He loved to eat, and he really loved the food. So he <laughs> talked with his heart every time. Then he will talk to you about the plate. It's gonna be with his heart, and I can tell you, you have his eyes shine every time. Then, uh, and that's uh, and and for me, that's that's. Uh, That's what I'm looking for on the, on the people who work for me. If they don't have these sparkling eyes, you know, it, it, it makes no sense. Because that means they don't understand what we do. And it's a small, um, it's a small business, family-owned. So you need to care about the people that you work for. You need to care about the product you have. And that's the most important because if you are not able to, to, to explain to your customer what we do, wh where it comes from, what is the story behind that it's it it makes no sense because we we sell experience we don't sell a plate we sell experience i think to sell plate you go in maybe mcdonald you know you don't need to ask anything you know the people know what they want they they, they don't want they, they will not experience anything when they come to us you know they work in a romantic atmosphere like you say Mm, the, you know we we dim the light down we try to keep it very like a cozy a very good feeling and when you have the plate coming up we try to in a plate so have test then you probably you know you're not used to it and in the same time um have, have different product also we try to have a different product always and and it's just us you know 
it's just us in a plate. So we are different product. We have a bad accent. <laughs> no, a good accent. It's so fun to listen to. It's great. Oh, yeah. No, well, I think that's important. You're talking about investing your heart and everyone that you have around you, you want them to have that same heart associated with how much they care in when they come to work, what they're serving, interacting with people, knowing that they love it just as much as you do. And that <laughs> makes a nice feeling, a nice atmosphere in the restaurant, just just the people, not just, you know, the music and the food, but the whole atmosphere feels like everyone really loves what they're doing. Oh, yes, exactly. And, you know, Clark is 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 a part of the family because you know he, he he can tell you a story about us i can yeah. tell you a story about him <laughs> you know we we are really like uh, uh you, you know when you sit with clark on the table it's like you sit with me oh, you know is yeah. is really you know everything about us in he care a lot about uh, everything mm-hmm. you know i was surprised because uh, a week ago i have some friend from friends visit us and we sit at the table, and I, I say, "Okay, Clark, can you serve us?" And that's what he did. And I live a, I live a, a crazy experience in my own restaurant. So I was very surprised. I was, damn, the, the guy come to me and talk to me about the bread. Then I didn't even know. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's something then we know, but something then uh, I never. Yeah, you never experienced. You were the customer. Yeah, you got to see it as if you didn't know anything. Yes, and you got uh, no, to no. But it. even the, the, what he tell me about the bread, I was surprised because that, that's true. Oh. But I never explained him. I never talked to him about it. How did he know that then? Because he loved the food. <laughs> <laughs> he loved the food, and he tried to understand why this, this bread is so good. Why this bread is so good? That's what he tell me. Why this bread is so good? So he he take his phone and research online online. Why the, and on the, on his Google on the on his search you you say why the French bread is so good? So it was it was a lot uh, of fun. But those are the kind of people you want in your restaurant, exactly. Right? People who Google why is this so good, and yeah. then they can talk about it. And exactly. explain it, and you can appreciate it. I didn't have an appreciation for it, and now I do. So it's nice. Yeah, and that's uh, and every customer when they see it, like uh, I was hiding and I listened to him talking, and he was saying, you know, he said to the customer, hey, you know, uh, I'm I'm the only American here, so <laughs> it, it was funny. But I can tell you everything about the food, about everything. I, I never leave the country, but I know everything about it. <laughs> you can also say the crossword. <laughs> What did your friends that were from France and had dinner with you, what did they think of your restaurant? Oh, they just think it's... Um, so I have a friend, then you have a restaurant, and when you tell me, I had, I don't have any background in... in um, cooking and in, in, in a cooking, chef. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you tell me, really? It's only four years and you are this level? <laughs> I, I <laughs> that must know. have felt so good. I mean, for me, I don't see like I don't see like this. For me, it's nothing exceptional. You know, I just do what I like, and of course, I read, I try. You know, the most important is trying. You know, because you can read a book, you can do whatever. If you don't never try, you will you will never know. So. Exactly right. So that's what I like to talk about on the show is how you deal with the natural fear that comes with opening your own business or with you even coming to the country and being um, not a native speaker. So I know that you said you, you know, not so much bravery, but you just wanted to try it so badly. What would you say to someone that's out there who might want to open their restaurant or try a business and they, and they just, I don't know, don't know what to do. 
So, um, first of all, um, we we wanted to do a restaurant because I think the restaurant was the the easiest thing to do to change country. Um, so for a few months, we go to work for free in France in a restaurant to learn about it. That was so smart. To learn about the basics because uh, the knowledge of, you know, the lo- the knowledge is priceless. So um, what we did is I said to, to, I walk in a restaurant and I like what they did. And I, I go there and I ask, I say, hey, can I come with you? Um, I don't know. You don't pay me. You do, I just come. I see what you do. If you want to teach me, I'll be happy. But I just want to see all the things, how to organize the thing in the kitchen, all the service needs, the service need to be done. Because you know the pizza, the pizza business is different than uh, cooking. You know, yes, it's a different job. is is nothing like a, is nothing like a, like a kitchen. You know, pizza right. it's easy. <laughs> you have no worries. You have no. I mean, you have a little prep, but it's. Is nothing if we compare. Everybody to, likes pizza. It's like uh, oh, everybody's yeah. happy. But this at your restaurant, you have so many different kinds of foods too, right? Oh yes, yes. And um, so I went for three months. I learned, learn, learn everything, and I feel like I really love what I learned. <laughs> and I keep going on it. I didn't give up. It was very hard. Um, and we arrive here in US, and that's the whole. The first moment, then the restaurant was ready to run because we opened on the Valentine's Day. Oh, my. The, I think it was the, the, the biggest mistake, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All the people want to go to a romantic French restaurant for uh, Valentine's exactly. Day. Exactly. <laughs> and so, that was your opening day. <laughs> yes. First, it was that. And second thing is when you open a business, uh, like a restaurant in a small area, there's a lot of buzz around. Yes. And everybody is ready for it. So when we, I remember when we opened, I was in a kitchen like, hey, I've never been alone in a kitchen. Oh. I never, I was stressed like, like you go, like, like somebody ready to go on the stage with 60,000 people in the front of him. You know, you feel like, okay, now it's time to go. What are we going to do? <laughs> Where are you have to start? So. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. The, so. So advice, do not open a restaurant, a French restaurant on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, uh, and after that, you know, it's like everything in life. You know, you, um, you make mistakes, you learn, you modify what you make it wrong, and you keep going, keep going. And sometimes it's very hard. You have some very, very low. Then you just keep going. If, if you believe on what you do, if you have your heart in what you do, it's going to be hard for sure. Is everything going to be hard? You have no, no reward without, uh, without, without pushing. But that's an important concept. So to know that it is going to be hard work, but that's expected if you own a business. And, but you get to have that, that reward, that satisfying feeling at the end of the night when you get to close down, everybody's been happy and fed, and that must be what it's all about. Yeah. And, you know, the, I think the, the thing that we really enjoy is when somebody walks to the kitchen and say, hey, it was the best thing that I never had. And you feel like proud because that's what you want to do. You know, you do this job for this, you know. And when some people, you know, I have a friend one time, then now he's a friend, but he was not at this time. <laughs> and, he, and he come to me and he say, my wife ordered something for me, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> what, what is in this plate? And he look like that. I say, it's lamb. Oh, 
Lamb? I never... I hate lamb. Oh, <laughs> no, no, yeah, and I say, oh, I'm sorry, you had that? I'm very sorry. And he said, no, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> and after that, he go on the cruise and, um, and he, he tried lamb again <laughs> with the cruise and he tell me it was no. awful. I could not hate it. <laughs> so, so you made him like lamb, your lamb. Just your lamb, not everybody's lamb. I mean, the wedding is marinated and uh, you bring, you know, it's like everything. If you pr- take a raw product, sometimes you just need to know how to, how to make it right or to flavor it without to be, yeah. And, and also the cooking is a, is a big deal. You know, r- right now on the menu, uh, we have a monkfish. Okay. And a monkfish is a, a hard fish to cook. Because it can be very delicious, but it needs to be uh, cooked right. And it takes two seconds to overcook it. And as soon as you overcook it, it's like chewy and possible to eat. It's tough. So that's, that's, that's all about it. Most of the time, you know, you miss the cooking and, and the plate, you can feel like it's, it's never, it, it cannot be good. But it can. <laughs> if you do it the right way. If you're in the yes, exactly. Well, I also saw that you have a Mother's Day menu that you're coming, a brunch, yes, right? Yes. And then you also, you are in a magazine, um, Taste of 575. Exactly. And then you're going to be part of Taste of Canton next week. Or exactly. Is it next yes, week? Next yeah. week. So you've got lots of ways that you're able to advertise and, um, and encourage people to try your food, like in samples and things. You know, opening a business is very, very, I mean... Uh, now we are in Canton. Canton is a bigger city than any any place than we were before. So on the smaller city, the bus come by itself. So you know, don't really need to advertise because anyway, it's a big cost. And when you are in a small area, you will not have this money back because you know the bus will do it by itself. But in a bigger city like Canton, you know, there's a lot of competition. Um, the people have the habit. Then you need to. Uh, find the little spot on the on the schedule to bring them here, and um, it, it, we need a lot of advertising. Also, we don't have a sign now, so it's it's kind of from outside. You don't really know that's right. a restaurant. You have a, a French flag and a United States yes, flag, right? Exactly, exactly. But we work on the extending the deck outside, and uh, the sign is on the is on the way. And uh, we we will be a lot more visible from the from the street. Oh, that's smart. So for now, for now we are kind of uh, in between. Uh, for now, the customer we have are happy. They, you see them coming back, come with their friend, and 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 keep coming and keep keep coming back. So that's a for us. That's a good sign. We are we are very grateful about it. And uh, yeah, but at the beginning, it it, it takes time to it takes time to grow. Um, we are lucky because we have a, 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 a kind of different product. So when the people want to experience something else, uh, we are lucky also because we are French and um, uh, the French have this um, reputation of a romantic. Of So like you say, Moses Day, uh, uh, Valentine's Day was, you know, the people, they, they came because they, they had to find the spot a special spot. Yes. Something special yeah. and yeah, unique. Exactly. Because there's nothing like this around us anywhere, really. 
Yeah. That's so great. That's so exciting. What a great spot that you're in too, because anybody, you're not too far from the highway, but you're in a nice little part, like a little downtown part of Canton, which is his is historic. And um, they film movies all around there too. So it's must have a nice little draw of different people. And yes. And the, and the mayor do a great job to make the, uh, this city uh, more dynamic, downtown more dynamic. So that's, that's great. Cause we can see that uh, every day, um, there's a lot more people coming up, a lot more walker. So that's that's very important for us, because you know when the people just visit the city, they, they they find us and they feel like, oh, I didn't know it was that, and that's good, and they, and they will coming back, coming back, and that's good. Well, this is so exciting to talk to you. I'm so excited for you to see how it grows and the influence you have on the community, and knowing that you're expanding horizons, you know, people's palettes and exposing them to some part of the world that they may never really get to go visit in France, but they get the feeling of it right here. So that's very cool. Exactly. We try to give them experience. Um, travel without flying. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Okay, so if anyone wanted to come to your restaurant, um, if are, is there a way they can find you on? Are you on Facebook or do you have your website? So yes, we have on uh, we're on Facebook, uh, Celavi Canton, uh, uh, GA or Georgia, something like that. We have a website. You put French restaurant Canton on Google. It's the we'll only find one us. that's going to come. Yes, <laughs> <up>. <laughs> maybe you. Can, I don't know. Maybe you can put that on a, a, a French restaurant in Cherokee, and maybe we'll be the only one. That's I don't a, know. I, I think I, so. Maybe I never tried, but maybe <laughs> we'll try it. <laughs> okay. Well, Vincent, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your story. It's been so fun to talk to you and imagine what it's like to be you coming from a different country and, and having a dream in your heart. And now it's a reality and everyone can enjoy it. That's a, yeah, that's a great experience. And I hope if you have a dream and if you want to open a business, because I know opening a business is very, very exciting. My wife may say the opposite, but <laughs> <laughs> she may say it's stressful, but for me, I, I, I live that like a excitement every day, every day. Then you wake up, you will have something, something new show up. You have to face, you have to face to the problem, go through. And sometimes it's not problem. Sometimes it's a good surprise. And you know, when a, when a customer smile and say, thank you. And, uh, they really love it. You know, that's the best reward we can have. So that's, that's, uh, when you want something and you put your heart in it and you never give up, I think you, it will come. It will come. Oh, I love it. It's such good advice. And well, I'll come and meet your wife, Leticia. I can't wait to meet her um, and have another wonderful meal with you. And maybe we can sit down and you can pretend I'm family too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what we're going to do next time. Okay, we'll plan it. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Fearless Formula. And again, this is Sharon Klein reminding you that with knowledge and understanding, we can all have our own fearless formula. Have a great day.